Hey, uh, it's good to be here and it's good uh, to take this time to to share about some things that I've been thinking about and processing as I've been thinking about the Sermon on the Mount. And um, f- first off, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning from a place of gratitude and I have been at, at Christ's Community Church uh, since 2003. So I came here at the age of 22 and I feel like I grew up here. And uh, the uh, the journey of growing up into adulthood, I, I, I just got to be honest, I didn't do everything perfect. You know, like I'm a human being. I dropped the ball a ton. And I had been talking to Pastor Allen a bit back in the spring about how I feel as if the journey I've had here at CCC, I've I've got to experience firsthand the the like the physical, tangible gospel of Jesus Christ, um, and and that goes beyond just. Um, the understanding of of the thing that the gospel is. It goes beyond this idea of I'm saved and I'm forgiven. But I actually like I got to firsthand experience the the, the compassion of God, the grace of God, the empathy of God, the pursuit of God, um, and and to be invited into places um, that. I believe caused me to be a better human being through the people at Christ Community Church. Christ Community Church. Um, I, I I feel like I'm a better person because of it, and I'm really thankful. I mean, there's there's been times like I, I've just done dumb things, you know. Especially as a high school pastor, I was a high school pastor first um, here, and and. and I was just trying to figure it out, and I dropped the ball time after time and time again. I've done sermons, you know, very early on that I was just clueless, and the grace and compassion that that, that you all showed was amazing, and the conversations that would come from it, and it helped me grow, and I'm really thankful. And so, so going into the, in today's sermon— I think I'm coming at it from this heartbeat of just gratitude of all the people um, who, who during the times that I've been here, who, who, who had something um, that they heard or they experienced, and they're like, "Man, kids, yeah, I don't know if that's okay." And and they uh, would go out for coffee, or they invite me over for dinner to to talk and to hang out and and to kind of point out things and I am really really thankful for those times and you know who you are uh thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you it's 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 kind of like I got to experience grace um in a very practical sense and that's just beyond forgiveness forgiveness. It's it's this experience of empathy that I was seen and valued. And because I was seen and valued, you took the time to come alongside to share your heart and how I could do a better job. And I'm very thankful for that. There's been other times that like I've just been going through like a difficult season and to have people see that season and say, hey, all of us have been there. I see you. <laughs> um, man, it's kind of like God himself hugging you. Uh, thank you. It's, 
if I could break down the feeling um, that that gives me, it's it's this this like sense of like I'm experiencing the the salt and pepper on things. I'm experiencing the hot sauce on this food that that totally everyone else has, but I get the flavor of it. I get the beyond, the beyond, the beyond, the wow, this is how it's supposed to be. And I start to understand this idea of of participating in the gospel. And there's a difference. There's a, a big difference between participating in the gospel and hearing the gospel, accepting the gospel, and and just understanding that the gospel is out there and I point at it. Um, okay, so f- for instance, so I have this hot sauce kit. Um, it is an incredible hot sauce kit. Inside of this hot sauce kit is everything that someone has to have to do 20 bottles of hot sauce. Everything, including the bottles. Um, I've had this hot sauce, hot sauce kit forever. I I got it as a present and and I was so excited because I'm all about putting hot sauce on everything. However, I haven't to this day done a single bottle of hot sauce. Something I have done though in the time that I've had, I've pulled out the book in there that shows how to do these different bottles of hot sauce. There are 40 different kinds of hot sauce. I've gone through all of them in the ingredients and and how to do them, the different times and the different equipment that you have to have to do it. Like I can tell you how to do all the hot sauce. However, I haven't actually ever done the hot sauce kit yet. Ever. And it's in this box, and the box gives the impression that I haven't actually ever opened it, except to take out the pieces of paper that says how to do it. Well, there's a difference between having this hot sauce kit and actually doing the hot sauce. And as I had been engaging today's passage on judgment and on judging I thought about this hot sauce kit that I actually feel as if I understand how to do hot sauce. I understand how to take all the ingredients and the time periods, and and I probably could, but I actually haven't ever done it before. And I was in this place of like, man, in the church, in the Christian experience, in the Christian journey, there, there is the opportunity to actually make hot sauce or just have the kit. And a bunch of us have seen God's grace, have heard God's grace, have, and, and understand the Bible, and we pack it inside of our heads, and we understand the gospel, heard the gospel, could preach the gospel. I can preach that hot sauce kit. Like, I have it memorized because that's how I do things. And, but I've never made hot sauce. And a bunch of us in the church haven't actually ever participated in the gospel beyond just accepting it. What is it to actually be so affected by God's grace that you participate in grace. Grace beyond forgiveness, grace into an experience. Uh, The idea of what would it be like to participate in the kingdom 
compared to just pointing at the kingdom. It's an experience, something to be involved in compared to something just to be believed in. What would it be like? And there's these components, I believe, of grace, compassion, empathy, and this idea that everything always has the potential to be made new. There's this vibrancy, I believe, in the kingdom, in, in the participation of the gospel, in the participation of grace itself beyond forgiveness um, that gives the person who is embracing and participating in it the true freedom of what it is to be a daughter or a son of God. And this is the place I'm beginning today. It's this, this place of a desire, of a participa- participation in the gospel, a participation in grace, a participation in what Jesus is doing compared to just, just pointing at it or saying, yeah, I heard that, or I'm the expert on this, but I really haven't ever built the hot sauce before, because that's kind of silly. So today's passage, our topic today um, is about judgment, judging others, and having people judge us, and everything judging. So uh, turn your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through 6, and here it is. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give the dogs what is sacred. Do not throw pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. How can you not love this? Especially how he ends it. The do not give to dogs what is sacred and do not throw your pearls to pigs. I love it. So, Again, our, our context that, 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 that every time I have this opportunity to point at this profound place that this content is coming from, the person who is giving this sermon is Jesus, who is 100% God, 100% human, and he is on a hillside giving the greatest sermon to uh, the pe- people who are gathering to him to hear the things he has to say. He is sitting down on the grass. He just got done um, talking about do not worry about the food you eat, your body, or your clothes. And, and, and he was talking about like all of these things point to being taken care of. All of these things also uh, go beyond that to point to uh, the image of who you are and how people perceive you. Uh, and, and that had been talk, talked about in our previous sermons. So if you haven't heard the previous sermons, today's sermon is a part of a gigantic sermon series, picking apart this sermon that Jesus gave, and it could be very beneficial to go 
back and just play those um, so you can see the overall heartbeat and thinking of the things that Jesus is saying. And so today's chunk of passage on judgment comes following this piece that he says, don't worry about your food, your clothes, or your body. And a huge part of that is about about the image, the social acceptance, perception. And then he turns and says, so don't judge. Um, It holds hands. These things go together. And so and that's about don't judge. And, and, and how he goes into it at first, he talks about how you judge. Don't judge others for the same rule that you judge others by. You also are going to be judged. And I have a desire just briefly to talk about the things that judgment is and the thing that judgment is isn't. Um, because I think there's, there's this, there's this uh, idea in our heads that judgment and speaking into somebody are the same thing, or judgment and, and, and giving advice are the same thing, or judgment and seeing somebody about to do something horrible, but I can't say anything because the Bible says don't judge are the same thing. They're not. Judgment is to say, you're done with. You, I see who you are and there's no hope for you. It is the judge on the seat who offers the final verdict. Uh, don't judge. Uh, don't, don't say there's no hope for you. Don't say I'm done. Don't say, you know, God's grace is not big enough for you that type of thing. It's a, a, a very important thing to say, you know, like to see this difference between um, the, the idea of speaking into someone out of this heart of compassion or there's no hope for you. This is the verdict on your heart. A bunch of us have felt that by people who have tossed us to the side, people who, who think that they have a pretty good idea of who we are, but don't give us the time of day because of that. It's the final word. That's what judgment is. So I took a couple people on a backpacking trip, and the two people I took on a backpacking trip, they don't typically backpack. And a, a, a person going on this backpacking trip, he has this desire to actually become a better backpacker. And um, he he has got like the backpacking, like he's inspired, he sees value in it, but he just hasn't really done it. And so he's trying to get in better shape. He's trying to get better equipment. He's trying to understand it a bit uh, about the things he has to have, things he doesn't have to have, the, um, the perspectives and experiences and all that stuff. He just, he hasn't done it before. And, and so I took a couple people on a backpacking trip and I fully, I fully saw uh, this guy for who he is. And I said, hey, um, can I, throughout our time together, point out things that you could do better? Can I uh, toss out ideas and suggestions that I've done, um, that I've grown from um, during our t- times? And he said, sure. And so, so d- during our backpacking trip, I saw just common things that he's, d- he's 
doing, um, common things that he intended to do. I saw his pack and, and things he could do better. And so just under that full understanding that he does not have the backpacking experience that I have, he doesn't have the backcountry uh, time that I've had, that I'm going to come alongside of him and I'm going to speak into him and enjoy passing down the things that I love because he just hasn't done it. And it was incredible. I mean, I backpack by myself all the time and it's okay. But to be able to have somebody else who just really hasn't done it before and to be able to pass down things that I've learned has been such a gift. However, from the beginning, I could have judged him. I could have said, you and the place you are aren't a backpacker. You should not go up there. And that's it. Um, it, it would be offering the final word apart from the idea that there's a whole journey ahead of us. Even before the trip began, I could have offered judgment and said, no, you don't have the right gear. You don't have the right perspective. You don't have the right body. You don't have the experience. You don't belong in the backcountry. You see, we do that all the time to other people. Offering judgment, the final say on people, because in the place that they are, our perceptions of them say they don't belong in the places I am or the places I'm going. But the culture of the kingdom of heaven is this idea of journey and the joy of, of being side by side and coaching people in the things that you enjoy and love. I think there's a gift and an enjoyment process and a participation in grace that comes from a heart of compassion when you start to see people as, as hurting, as in pain, and in a different spot than you. There is a, a participation in God's grace when something should be judged but isn't. Do you see what I'm saying here? Like, the, those hard things, those conflicting things, those places that the kingdom of earth and the kingdom of heaven don't quite add up, that's the place that grace is born, not judgment. That's the place that journey is born, discipleship is born. This is place where the gospel itself says, plant your seeds here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this is the joy of the participation of the gospel. Can I show you something that you have not seen before? There is a potential for the best backpacking trip that you have ever had to take place now. So the passage continues on. Like, it begins begins from this, this part of, of don't judge because you too are then going to be judged. And then he says, you know, like calling these people out as hypocrites by saying, don't, don't point out, don't talk about the sawdust in somebody else's eye when you have a plank in your own eye. Can you picture, like, like can you actually, like, here is hyperbole at its best. It's like exaggeration, right? So 
Jesus is talking about these people who are going around and they're pointing out how everyone else is blowing it and sinning. And the people pointing it out are actually the biggest sinners themselves. What hypocrisy, he says. You know, like, you hypocrites. What is going on here? Like, what is the heart of Jesus going for? Is he all of a sudden changing his tone and his posture towards these people, going back and forth between compassion and grace, compassion and grace, hypocrisy and don't worry? Or what is going on Going back to our church and going back to the experiences that I've, I've had here, I have experienced grace firsthand. I've experienced and participated in the active work in the gospel firsthand by people in our church, by a lot of people in our church. And, and they all have something very in common. They know who they are. They, they see themselves very clearly. And they too have participated in and experienced the gospel. There is a sense of, of the, the empathy that they have and the big picture perspective that they have that's very profound because it seems as if they know who they are, and they've seen the plank in their eye. Um, they not only see the plank in their eye, they understand the plank in their, their eye. They've, they've spent time on the plank in their eye. They, they have pulled it out, and they put it in the ground and say, here's the plank. Um, and they aren't afraid of talking about the plank because this plank has become this, like, testament and this tool of understanding who they are as human being and who they are as a person in society and a person of the church and a son or daughter of God. Here's my plank. And, and this plank, it could be a tool that people could use to beat each other up kind of like a baseball bat, or it could be a tool that you build things like a foundation or a house or a church. And I think the desire I would have and the desire that Jesus would have is that these planks, as, as he always builds good things out of the dirt and the soil and brokenness, that these planks are the things that the church is built upon. It's a gift. And in the times that I've experienced this profound sense of, of, of empathy and compassion and grace, the opposite of judgment, it's from people who've experienced the same thing through seeing themselves through the eyes of the gospel that they themselves have had a difficult time themselves as human beings, themselves as saved by grace, themselves as having other people invite them side by side and teaching them how to backpack even though they often don't belong. Um, there's this idea of the, the people that I see participating in the bigness of the 
gospel, they see through their planks. They see through their brokenness. They see through their story. They don't ignore it. And this passage is about ignoring the plank and pointing out the sawdust in somebody else's. It isn't about saying the plank, does, uh, uh, this idea of like, I have to fix it 100%. It's about saying it's there. The passage will continue, uh, continue on and say, pull out the plank in your own eye first so that you... And then help your brother pull out the sawdust in his eye. I think like when we understand and embrace the truth of our own hearts, having a very intimate understanding of the things that are in them, everybody else, it seems as if they only have sawdust compared to planks. However, to everyone else, they all have planks too. What a gift it is to be able, because of our own planks in our eyes, to be able to take those and see those as a tool and as a gift to build the church for everyone who feels as if they too have these huge gigantic planks and through the perspective of empathy, grace, and compassion to just say, it's just a speck of sawdust. <laughs> like we've got this together, you know, like, like what would it be? Be like, and how empowering is that? And what a gift it is to not be afraid of the things that keep us from seeing clearly. Because I don't see everything clearly. I need people to speak into me. The profound experiences that I've had participating in the gospel is because people spoke into me, speak into me, and are going to continue to speak into me. Judgment is not speaking it into people. Judgment is saying there's no hope for you. I'm done. Speaking into people from a heart of empathy and compassion and grace is one of the biggest gifts you could give somebody. So, so, so for example, so I have beehives. I keep bees, and I have a lot of bees. I had, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the story I'm about to tell it. I just got kind of like, yeesh. Um, I had a photographer from down in Denver come up to take photos for all the beehives that I have. And and she was so excited to, to put on a bee suit and be like super proactive and, and get like cool pictures of, of a beekeeper and bees and beehives and bees flying around. And she was just like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And so I always get excited about bringing people out into the bee beehives and showing them things they don't, they don't typically see. And so a part of that is you put on a suit. And so it's very common for people to put on their 
their suit and they'll put over the hood, but they don't zip it up. And so that's exactly the thing that she, that happened. And so I said, hey, come over here. I'm, I'm going to help. I'm going to zip up the suit and help you out. And she's like, oh my gosh, thank you. You know, and she's just like standing there like super odd, you know, and, and just doing her thing. And I'm, I'm like zipping up. She's like, oh, I didn't even see that one. I didn't see that one. I'm like, okay. Uh, you are good to go. And, and so, um, so then I open up this beehive and then I go into a second hive and there are bees everywhere. And she's like taking these pictures and I'm like there, I'm feeling these bees beginning to crawl inside the suit that I have. They're like, growing up in here and they're going over my face and I'm, I'm, I'm just like, man, I'm inspecting my suit and I don't see any holes and I'm all zipped up and I'm, and then the bees begin just to zip me, you know, zip, 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 zip. I'm like, ah, and she's taking pictures. And so I have to pretend it's not happening. You know, like I'm in my bees and happy, but they are going up my shirt and I can feel them crawling. Like, you guys are like feeling it, aren't you? Like, I mean, this is, and I was just like, man, I don't know what to do, you know? And I'm again, like, I'm just going all over my suit. And, and so then I finally came to the spot. I said, Hey, I got to just, you know, hit the pause button for a second. I am getting stung all over the place. And, um, and then I bend down and there's this huge group of bees on my pants because the zipper on my pants is open. The bees are crawling in my zipper and going up my pants because I didn't do my zipper. And I said, why didn't you say anything to the photographer? And she said, yeah, I saw it, but I didn't feel comfortable saying anything because, (laughs) I mean, like, And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, my zipper, like, there is no reason, like, in my head. But she didn't feel comfortable because she isn't the expert. And she she said, who am I to say anything? You're my friend who is taking pictures of me with my zipper down and bees crawling up it. In the same sense, we do that all the time. We see things that are uh, that, that that people that we care about are doing, and we say, "Who am I? Who am I? Who am I?" You're their friend. You're their brother. You're their sister. Point out that their zipper is down, and there are bees crawling in there, hundreds of them. And if you zip up your zipper, your overall experience of being a human being will be a lot better. That is not judgment. That is seeing uh, compassion for the other person. Empathy. Man, if that happened, I want, would, it would be awesome to have someone point that out for me. Same thing. It is a gift to have people by you who are comfortable saying, I love you, and your zipper is down, and there are bees crawling in. That's a gift. It isn't to have someone who doesn't care, who doesn't point it out, and who, who's just saying, yeah, uh, who am I? That isn't a gift. Uh, 
there is this sense and a joy and a participatory heartbeat in the things that Jesus is actually doing to be able to see places of hurt, shame, and being broken and having the heart capacity to come alongside somebody and adore them and see them as how God sees them and says, I want to help you. Can I help you become a better backpacker? Can I help you be a better beekeeper? Can I help you take the hot sauce kit out and actually make the hot sauce? There's this participatory harpy and joy that if embraced, I think could change the heart of the church from something that is just pointed at and talked about a facade on the outside to actually cultivating this joy of participation in the inside. And this is what I think we are really hungry for. It's like telling the gospel itself, give me something to do. Give me something to do. And it does all the time. And that begins by seeing the plank in your own eye as a gift. What would that be like? What would it be like to take this idea of shame and guilt that is often heaved upon somebody else for the things that they are doing and to be able to transform that into empowerment, empathy, and an invitation into gospel experience. Then the plank and the sawdust aren't shame. The plank and the sawdust are the, is the dirt and the ground that Jesus himself put his hands into to form the shape of human beings and human hearts, and he breathes within them. Here's how Jesus ends the passage. And he did this during our past sermon too. You know, like how he ended this past sermon, he said, don't be like the pagans who chase after these things. Don't chase after body, food, you know, um, and, and, and clothing. Don't be like the pagans. He does the same thing here. There's this, there's this hand holding the bookends. And so he's doing this whole thing about don't, judge, uh, take out the plank, help your brother sawdust, plank, judgment, um, compassion, empathy. And then he says something that's like out there. He says, don't give what is sacred to the dogs. Don't cast your pearls before the swine, because if you do, they will be trampled. What does that mean? And it's, it's kind of like he, he gives this whole thing about judgment and then hyperbole. And then he brings in this like poetic, huh? Um, at the end to hit it home as if the whole idea he was going for is to talk about don't give the things that are sacred to the dogs and don't cast your pearls before swine. In any form of poetry, um, there's a thing behind the thing behind the thing that you are, are hoping gets heard. 
Um, and there's a couple things about the end here um, that I think is just beautiful. First of all, um, the the pagans, um, the people who don't see the face of God, um, how the Jewish people talk about them, it, it people probably should not, but it's just a common thing is they call them dogs um, because they believed if someone could not see God, then they could not be whole. And so if they're not whole, they can't be human. There's this whole thing there. Um, But in, in Hebrew vocabulary and Hebrew poetry, the pagans are called the Dogs. Um, it's a very common thing. And then, furthermore, um, the idea that um, he says, then don't cast your pearls before swine, and pigs are swine, and pigs are the unclean uh, food that the Hebrew people don't eat. Um, so, oftentimes, the pigs, they're the s- symbol of being outside of the kingdom, outside of the understanding of God, outside of um, the holy city, it's pagan. Um, So there's this like idea of don't give the things that are holy and sacred to the people that don't see God. Okay. because they're going to trample it. And don't cast your pearls before the swine. Um, The swine, again, the pigs, again, this idea of the places that they are are outside of kingdom culture. Okay? Um, So the pigs are about a place, and the dogs are about a people. So don't give the things that are sacred to those that don't see God, and then don't cast your pearls before the swine. Don't cast your pearls into a culture that is outside of kingdom culture. The pearls, in a biblical sense, have always been a symbol of the kingdom of heaven. Um, it's the this kingdom culture, kingdom heartbeat, kingdom value that is countercultural to the place the pigs are right there's the pigs and then there's the pearl these are they, they don't belong together they don't hold hands they don't get along and so in this segment about judgment there is this heartbeat of how he's talking about the sawdust and the plank and empathy and the grace and compassion and gospel that he's saying this in of, of itself goes against the very culture that you are in. And if you, 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 you expect to give the things that are sacred to someone who doesn't see God, they will trample you. What are the things that are sacred here? Because it seems that Jesus is talking about judgment. There's this whole passage on judgment. And then he says, don't give the things that are sacred 
to the people who don't see God. The things that are sacred, the things that are holy, the things that are vulnerable, the things that are a gift are the sawdust and the planks that if you give them to somebody within the kingdom culture, they know exactly what to do. They can build things with that. Outside the kingdom culture, outside, you will be judged and hung on those things. That's what happened to Jesus. He got hung on, on planks that were put together. Um, inside kingdom culture, this is the essence of the things that are sacred and holy and good and beautiful that are to be taken outside of the hot sauce box. They are to be taken out of the backpack and explored. They are the things that are going to, after are exposed, are going to be some of our greatest gifts that can possibly be offered to somebody else. This is our opportunity to participate participate and be a part of the things that God is calling us. But it's inspired by this idea of seeing something that, that probably should not be. It's inspired by seeing hurting people. It's inspired by seeing broken people and participating in the vocabulary of the gospel and saying, there is always hope for you. There is always a path for you. The kingdom of heaven is wide open, cheering you on. This is participating in the grace of Jesus Christ and in the gospel itself. I have a, a desire from the bottom of, of my heart to for, for, for others to experience the church that personally I have experienced here. I, I, there's this desire, like, man, there are, are so many people who feel just judged and shamed and cast out. And I have felt the opposite from our church. And what would it be like if people felt the empathy and compassion and the kind heart of Jesus and the grace of, I mean, just what would that be like? Inspiring gratitude. And then for us to be able to say, man, I am participating in the gospel itself and I feel invigorated. Lord, thank you for the joy of participation. Thank you for the heart that you have for us. Thank you um, that you have the final say and we don't. Lord, in times that our hearts get cold and our hearts get shut off, thank you for giving us second chances to turn them back on. Show us the spots that, that our hearts have formed judgment. 
and bring healing and compassion into them. Help us feel your heart and how it beats for others. Lord, you are the king of kings who has the final say. And you heave your grace out in abundance. Thank you. Help us to pick up our shovels and to help you do that for others. In Christ I pray. Amen.